Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Prepare for the big baby that is 2024. It's time for Must Have Seen TV, the podcast dedicated to the sitcoms of the 20th century. From I Love Lucy to News Radio, I am your host, Ms. Barbara Hardley. And by my side is the uh, young baby to my old woman in a black gown with a veil, just with two, almost two feet in the grave. With a 2023 sash over my boob, Ethan K. Hello, Barb. That was very Hi. provocative. Oh, I know. And I just, I just went all in. <laughs> it's let's talk about 2023 and 24, 2024 using funerary art as a touch point. <laughs> well, isn't that you know? It's usually it's like the new baby and like an old person, and the old person's getting like shoved in a grave usually or something. I've never know. seen it shoved in a grave. I always just maybe see not it shoved in a grave. Man. The, it's like it's the old man with, uh, the, you know, he's wearing some robe or something and a big beard because he's grown for 12. Oh, years, 12 that. Months. Yeah, he's oh, 12 months. I don't know. I haven't really seen them. Someone is standing in a grave. Before. Yeah, I was <laughs> describing like uh, like Miss Havisham or some shit. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, it is the end of the year um, and I have decided to go all out. I will uh, do my standing thing for people that are watching by youtube there she I is am miss america oh we need i need like a horizontal i'll, I'll just uh go camera is moving for you folks the folks at home because oh my god now my chair is just in the way <laughs> barb is wearing a purple gown one uh, uh one well, no, strap it is not a gown baby Oh, are, no, it is. Rocking. A, I'm showing off leg for the first time in a long time. It is oh, a God. cocktail dress. And some heels, baby. And some heels. Whatever. I'll be posting pictures. Uh, I can't really seem to get a good uh, angle. Be Hold sure on. to follow Barb on Instagram <laughs> and yeah. Twitter and well, not Twitter. Facebook. <laughs> not Twitter anymore. Just Instagram and YouTube for Barb Hardly content. All the best um, Barb Hardly content on the internet comes directly from, from Barb Hardly herself. <laughs> Except um, no imitations. Uh, just watch me style my hair on air. Whatever. Um, it's a very, it's a very big wig, and you're very sparkly. There's a lot I of know. sparkles today. This is the New Year's look. I'm a New Year's ball. Um, <laughs> that's what they're called, right? A big old New Year's ball. <clears throat> But anyway, uh, it has been a long time. So I'll, you know, we meant to do another Christmas episode, but yeah. December's insane. 
Yeah, I, I I really do wish that we could get on a, a more reliable schedule. But the problem is, it is just the two of us doing this. We don't have a producer. We don't have yeah. an editor. And things get extremely busy sometimes. And, and specifically in December, I have to apologize. Uh, all it takes is for people at my advertising agency to go out on vacation or go out to Chile for two weeks to work oh. on a commercial shoot. And suddenly I'm in charge of everything and responsible for everything. And here I am working until 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night. Um, And I, my soul has left my body through uh, my mouth and nose. So the whole point of fun to me. Well, it can be fun if you dissociate, but I'm not really good at dissociating. (laughs) Not as well as like the, I like the being in charge part. That's where I'm, uh, wishing it's a lot of it's a lot of people asking you where are specific things what are you doing with this thing who's working on this and you're just kind of like i need i need answers and my god it is so hard to provide all of those answers on cue my job is tough but you know what there are people out there who have much harder jobs than i do and i should not complain good on you for doing the work that you do because every job has something in it that is difficult and good on you for overcoming it. Yes. Like it. if you work at concession stands at movie theaters, cleaning the popcorn popper. Yeah. It's a nightmare. Or the, the bins that hold the popcorn. Horrible. That was it was the the Conan O'Brien joke when one of his first shows was he had some model being interviewed and she said, oh, modeling is such hard work. And he goes, no, it's not. Like to me, hard work is some guy turning a giant crank in a basement or something. <laughs> it's true. Uh, and and I have uh, I spent most of December. Well, I mean, I think right after my my Christmas party, um, I finished my holiday special, um, and yeah. released it mid December. So please, everyone, if you are still in the mood, I don't know, go to Barb Hardley's YouTube, look for Christmas and the Hard Luck Lady, and please watch my. Uh, uh, my uh Christmas special, which I think is the best thing that I have ever created. Probably, you look so happy in that too. Oh, my cat just yeah. jumped up. I can't. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's an ode to mental health and uh Christmas. <laughs> so you know, which is like that uh, Bob Newhart episode we we just watched. Exactly, <laughs> an ode to mental health and Christmas. So two yeah, things was... that don't really go well together. Well, they one affects the other. Yeah. Seasonal Certainly. depression, meet regular depression. Uh-huh. That's, I mean, it's all year round, baby. Oh, but no, that was very fulfilling, even though it was like a lot of self-imposed uh, pressure to get it done. You looked um, very happy. But yeah, and then it was good to get it done. Uh, my mother did watch it. Ooh. And uh, we had a very uh, earnest, honest uh, conversation. A good one. <laughs> About uh, me being, uh, you know, gay and a drag queen, which is the most we've ever talked about that. Was this and... was, was this a moment of growth? Yes. Ooh. So we'll see, Ooh. it, you know, how long it lasts or whatever. But it was. Um, I mean, it was a very. Uh, cathartic moment. This is why I'm on mental health leave is to get this stuff straightened yeah. out. Uh... Good on you, mate. <laughs> um. But I just I love talking about mental health leave while I'm dressed like a 40 year old member of, G- of Jim and the holograms. Uh, <laughs> this is Barb hardly entering the 80s. Is what this, 
This is a, di- a completely different genre of sitcom. Yeah, uh, mostly bad, honestly. Yeah, there were some um, there were some highlights, but you know, a lot too much of it is families, is cute kids, and yeah. episode of the week, and I, I hate, I hate it. No, thank you. Um, <laughs> ah, um, well, I'm trying to see what else happened. I mean, Christmas happened. I got a green screen for Christmas, which is currently folded down behind me because, um. It's hard setting things up when you're in a corset. I lost a nail in the process and I was oh. like, no more. The horror, the horror. Oh God. Nah. Christmas for me was nice. Uh, saw family, um, had a really great time. Did a lot of, uh, cooking and, and helping the family with, uh, with, with dinners and lunches. This was Megan's family. I'm going to see my family next weekend. Um, my cousin who lives in California is flying in, uh, to visit for a couple days in, in Philadelphia. So Megan and I are driving down to Philadelphia, spending some time with them and then, uh, coming back up to, uh, to where my, my parents live. And we're going to be doing Hanukkah Christmas mm. with my sister and my, and my parents, uh, there. So, so that's going to be nice. A holiday smorgasbord. And, uh, you know, as the stuff that I got for gifts was all stuff that I wanted it was a lot of books that I really wanted, and I don't have it with me, but I do want to shout out to Michael Kupperman, one of my favorite uh, artists. My uh, my f- my father-in-law bought me a print advertising Long John Silver's Pirate Sex Blimp, which is from an old comic called Snake and Bacon that I loved in college, Aww. and it is it is talking about the dangers of sex blimps themed sex blimps and how you might fall off the gangplank as you're walking out of a window to get to the sex blimp <laughs> anyway let's get on to the show <laughs> <laughs> yeah so we're, we're this is kind of you know we did kind of a year end or a year end or last year um which we did it live on chris on new year's eve uh this year we're just going to record it release it but we're going to you know go over some things from the year tie up some loose ends Share hopes for the new year, uh, and probably, uh, I mean, oh, I'll drag family affair as much as I can. I did get in, <laughs> I did get in a family affair dig during my, uh, during my, uh, Christmas special. So, uh-huh. you sent me a photo of the, the, the doll that what's her name carries. Yeah. That they made a doll that what's her name carries in the Family Affair show. It was that popular that they had spinoff merch because people wanted that doll for this uh, show. That, as far as I can tell, has no funny episodes. Has never told a joke. <laughs> it is uh, just apparently a it was a drama. Show. Apparently, it was a half hour drama for children. Sounds fun. What other half-hour dramas for children? What, it's Power Rangers? Well, X-Men. X-Men. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, oh, I, don't, I, mean I, I would say, like, uh, what? How long How long was Life Goes On? An hour long? Life Goes On, I think, was an hour long. Yeah, so... I'm thinking of just, like, a half-hour, like, for kids. Because I thought Life Goes On was more for adults. I think that was, was like, family kids? viewing, right? Yeah. No, I don't know. Didn't someone get AIDS on that show? Not that that is... That, that's for families, too, but it's a, it's yeah. a heavy topic for families. I, I, I read somewhere that uh, someone's school, this was on Tumblr, someone posted that like their school did rent, uh, their high school did rent, but um, they couldn't talk about AIDS. 
So the characters had diabetes. Everybody's got beats. Oh, uh, we have fun. Fuck censorship. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I wanted Understand to start off with uh, <laughs> with some listener mail that we got. Um, that because uh, I checked our Gmail for the first time in a month. Uh, so this is only ten days old. So you know that's fine. Um, but lovely, uh, Laura Cannon. Oh God, should I say? Well, you know what? I already said the whole name, and I don't edit anything. So. You know what? We're having fun. Uh, <laughs> Don't say where she's from or anything. No, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Address. full. Uh, dear Brett and Ethan, first of all, starting by reading me a little, how could you think Frank DeCaro is the only one who would uh, decipher your drag queen name? If this vanilla cis hetero 60-year-old ally fan got it right away, but a lot of other people did too. And I will interject to say, uh, yeah, I probably, um, I guess I could say, I don't know if any gen or Gen Xers probably millennials. Nah, it's it's we're dwindling down, and then all the twenty year old uh, tw- twinks who watch Drag Race, absolutely not. But RuPaul would get it, which is why I would do well. That'd be good. Yeah, that's um, a good point. And then uh, she continues. Uh, may I add to your Lorenzo music bio? Uh, he was also the voice of Carlton the Doorman on the Mary Tyler Moore Show. It's actually uh, Rhoda. It was Carlton the Doorman. Was uh, Rhoda. Rhoda's doorman. So Lorenzo Music created Bob Newhart show, was the voice of Garfield and Peter Venkman and Peter Venkman from Real Ghostbusters and also Carlton the doorman on uh, Rhoda, which is very good. Um, then uh, Laura then thanked me for my Matthew Perry tribute, uh, which says she said, wish I could time travel uh, back to hug young Brett and at the risk of cliche, assure you that it does get better. I mean, it does get better. Look at me now. We <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> I I'll, I can say that things weren't working for you, so you changed things. Yeah, I mean, hey, I mental health leave, baby, uh, got more coming. Um, and it was just the next thing she said was, "You mentioned your mental health leave, and I wish you quick healing." Yeah, I got on I'm on another yet another medication as well as so a whole bunch of supplements. So, Merry Christmas! You know, we're we're having we're having fun. Santa, put some extra in your stockings. Stop supplements. I, w- I will say, so like the new medication has made it to where I do not know. I am no longer hitting the bottom. Okay. That I was hitting. So now I'm trying to see if I can hit the tops. Oh, uh, gay reference. I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, well, I will say I did watch the trailer for the uh, the newest trailer for Echo, the new Disney Plus series. Oh, yeah. That debuts in like a week and a half that everyone's going to forget about. Um, but I did spy Daredevil in it, doing like a flying kick at Echo, and Ooh. I screamed. I screamed in happiness. So I think I'm working. I'm clawing my way out. I, okay. Completely unrelated. Was it yellow costume or was it red costume? Well, it was it was in silhouette, so it I mean it looked oh. more all red. Okay. So, but oh god, love. Um, and then uh, love the addition of must see now TV, which yeah, hopefully we can do more of that in the next year. Spin those off into um the standalone videos that go on the YouTube channel. Yeah, so those are fun. We should probably we should do them. We should record them after we record the full episode. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, while we still have it fresh in our minds. Yeah. And then uh, lastly, must have seen TV is one of the podcasts I look forward to most. 
I hope 2024 is a wonderful for you both. Barb, Seb, Megan, and all your families, born and chosen, will be watching uh, for Barb's Christmas special, New Year's show, question mark, and book update in the new year. Love from Laura. Thank you so much. The nicest email I I think we have ever gotten. (laughs) Thank you so (laughs) much. Um, Thank you so much for that, Laura. Yeah, we really uh, appreciate that. Uh, And, you know, it's good to know that people are out there uh, listening and it isn't just us performing for cats. Yeah. For people who are watching, who are not watching on video, uh, my cat is both purring into the microphone and whipping her tail around my face. Um, I should have closed the door. (laughs) No, I wish mine were in here. I mean, I feel bad because like for me, like, like drag days are days. Yeah. This is, it is a full day commitment it's like usually 12 hours from when i start the process of getting into drag to when i finally am getting out of drag after recording various things and so i just feel like i feel like bad for neglecting my cats that much but they can't be in here for this (laughs) there's too much stuff for them to mess up i'm too gorgeous uh but that makes me sad um and oh oh and then uh well speaking of the youtube channel uh YouTube mailed me uh, some year-end wrap-up stats. Ooh. So I can read those. Uh, we did get another comment on the Bob Newhart Christmas episode where C says, Ethan singing the Nanoland meme song at the beginning, uh, crying, laughing it. emoji. What is that? What did you slip past me? How uh, dare you? You so, must keep me informed. <laughs> so Nanoland is a show from Canada. It's a children's program with puppets. Um, It... I discovered it years ago. Um, It's still on the air, I believe, because they're still doing interviews about it, Um, where it's a grandmother and a granddaughter, and they're both puppets. And the daughter talked like this. He talked about things like this. And the grandmother talks like this. And it's a it's it's a very it's very surreal show, Um, but it's called Nanalan. And uh, check it out. It has its own cult following because it is so weird. Okay. Um, and it's become a meme on TikTok because there's a there's a video where the grandmother is playing a song and the, the granddaughter walks in dressed as a little princess. And it was, um, who's that wonderful girl? Could she be any cuter? Who's that wonderful girl? Oh, look, here comes a suitor. Oh, so it's about me. It's about you. You could be Nanaland's suitor. Mm. Uh, this adorable little, uh, looks like a pea with black eye, like a green pea with black eyes. It's a, it's really a weird puppet. Um, but I thank you, C, for recognizing that. Uh, it's something that we've been kind of flo- throwing around our house here as little jokes. Um Especially when the cats walk in <laughs> into a room. <laughs> there, yeah, there you that go. That wonderful girl. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, hashtag my year on YouTube 2023. Which, yes. I wonder. Hmm. Uh, so, we did get 165 new subscribers. Oh. Which does, I mean, that's a big number for me as far as. Yeah. Um, and because we, 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 we had 29 uploads. I think like 20 episodes and then nine, you know, must have now TVs and miscellaneous stuff. So that's yep. good. Um, 27.9 thousand views. Now I will 
couch that in. I have no idea how many thousands are the George and Leo episodes that are <laughs> that are also a part of the channel. Uh, but yeah, you know they're what? they're still very popular. But yeah. I will have to say that nine twenty nine uploads means that we got an average of two episodes per month. Yeah, and I, that is. I wish it was a little bit more consistent, but that's we are we are but humble human beings. We're a one man, one drag queen operation. <laughs> so it's sometimes uh, in drag, sometimes not in drag. It's but a yes. production, baby. Oh, God. Yes. I mean, this is a production. I like how it's like, oh, you want a podcast? I'm like, yes, give me four hours <laughs> to, to do all of this. Um, we got 332 likes good 22 comments i'm gonna say we can jack up that number talk to us compliment some, us some of those comp some of those comments are probably us replying to people on the videos mm-hmm. and we then 90 95 shares which i'm on like that impresses me Ooh. i have i mean 95 i have no idea i don't I don't, I'm not notified when anything is shared. So I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Although maybe those are all us. Who knows? Thank you, everybody, for yeah. sharing. Although those those might be us sharing the, the videos, too. But, you know, whatever. Uh, yeah. God bless us, everyone. <laughs> Except for Family Affair. Yes. So now let's look back at the year of Must Have Seen TV Ooh. and talk about... Uh, we, well, we have three categories our favorite episode that we talked about, our the worst episode we talked about, and best performance. And kick it off with our favorite episode of you the go first. year. Your favorite well, I, episode. I singled out two. So the first one, obviously, is the Bob Newhart show, I'm Dreaming of a Slight Christmas, which is maybe recency bias, but the episode itself, very special to me. But then also the fact that we got to do it together. Yeah. Um, I was uh, gorgeous. I was wearing a lovely gown that i have since completely blown the back out of <laughs> that zipper did not survive uh, another wear but uh but no and it was really nice to talk about that episode and get into like you know personal stuff holiday stuff um and then and then when it was done we got together and we played x-men on the arcade cabinet that you have in the back uh we finally. didn't finish it we didn't we had a couple people people join us and uh but then we had to we had to break the game and do something else but i well, love playing the x-men game just because previous podcast guest jeremy bent showed up and he lives in la and had come here from the newark airport uh like whatever you know i had to like leave the game and go say hi whatever <laughs> <laughs> it's all good um uh, uh what is one of your favorites or your favorite I will say that mine, I have them written down. My favorite episode that we did, and I, this was really because of the research that both of us ended up doing, was Alfred Hitchcock Hour. Oh, yeah. Unlocked Window. Very big on the YouTube as well. People love and that episode. Good, there's good reason for it. We, mm-hmm. this was, I think, the one where. Aside from cursory looks at Wikipedia and IMDb and looking up additional sites, this was something where we really, both of us really looked into T.C. Jones, the um, the uh, the female impersonator character, as mm-hmm. they called them. Um, we really looked into his life, and that kind of opened the door for what was drag in the 1960s. Oh, yeah. What, what was what was his life like? What were his getting into the like? 
the whole thing about like his wife and his wife like owning a flower shop in the gayest neighborhood of San Francisco. And then her also being like a golf champion. I think and she was maybe a, was she a champion fencer? Yeah, yeah. Remember? It was something that was just like y'all are giving me big lavender marriage energy is what <laughs> <laughs> but then like also looking into like his military service mm-hmm. and to like the the troops that he was a part of um in florida and in in new york and kind of like looking at all that and just and just kind of building out this this sketch of a person um just resurrecting him for just a little while on our podcast and every time if someone listens to it yeah they can resurrect TC Jones again and just kind of pay a little bit of tribute to, to his memory. I like that. And the episode itself, it it's fine. Like, I it, think I, yeah, I liked it. I liked what we did with it rather yeah. than I think <laughs> I liked the episode. Oh, it spooked me. A man in a dress. Oh my a man God. In a dr- oh my gosh. Well, not even really a dress. I mean, it was like a homely nurse outfit, which, I wouldn't be caught dead. Wasn't fooling anybody. You no, know. not not like me uh, with the, my mustache. <laughs> the mustache. I also really love the Dobie Gillis epi- episode that we did. I thought that was a good episode uh, of Dobie Gillis. Yeah, exactly. Like, and it was the it was the uh, it, it was the instance of like I think some like we had a listener suggest it, and like I was like, yeah, Adobe else is good. We'll do that. And I think both of us going in with like no expectation because like yeah, sure, and then being like, oh, we're met with an existential question um, <laughs> that is being seriously pondered in a very meticulously directed episode of television from sixty years ago. It was too good. Yeah, I, I, I will say that like it had short film energy and less sitcom episode energy it was smart and i I like smart who doesn't like smart i will say like so you know the holiday season i rewatch you know christmas episodes and i rewatch like three of dobie gillis's and i if i was you know still a writing man at the moment and and if mm, don't need to go into that um but (laughs) the meds are working baby Uh, (laughs) um but I, i would pitch like i actually do think that Gen Z would like Dobie Gillis after watching all those episodes because it has, I think the biggest complaint that I think kids or younger people or even just like later generations can have about TV from the fifties and sixties is it's slow. The pace is slow. Like, you know, the jokes aren't all, whereas Dobie Gillis, like watching it, it is, it has a um, two camera narrator Breaking the fourth wall. So very rest yeah. development, very office. Um, and it moves like it doesn't have the same slower pace that like a multicam has because they can't cut back and forth as quickly. Like it's edited like a short film. And I also think that like. It still feel it feels edgy because what they were doing at the time was edgy because teenagers like this just weren't seen on television. And they're no. using the modern slang. They are like, and eh, they're just, it still feels very relatable. And I do think that there's something there. I th- I'm, I'm comparing it to the adventures of Ozzy and Harriet that we did. Mm-hmm. And the adventures of Ozzy and Harriet was, oh my God, that, that it's the longest running sitcom in history next to the Simpsons. If you count that as a, as a sitcom and just the differences between the two and not just the, and I would say, I'd say not just the hip and unhip, which is the easy, which is the easy out. Just the way that, that you, 
that you look at the two. One is crisp. One is smart. One is it, it looks after its characters and really develops them. And the other is very bland. It is very <laughs> uh, formulaic. Dragon. It feels like a radio show set to film. And that's the uh, that's Ozzy and Harriet. I, I know Ozzy and Harriet has its fans. I actually kind of enjoyed the episode that we watched. Oh, yeah, it's a but compar- yeah, but compared to Dobie Gillis, it is like Black Hole versus Star Wars. <laughs> Which <laughs> is it still streaming on Disney Plus? I I made it two thirds of the way through the Black Hole. I saw it when I was a kid, and I remember. I just remember the ending, and I remember nothing really happening during the the whole film. Yeah. So so there's I a did, red trash can robot. Yeah, that gets dinged up, and then there's like yeah. other robots that it's. I, I remember being a lot of talking. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it in many, many, many years. That's all. Not as good as Quark. Quark was great. Which we also watched this year. I love. That's another thing is that like in doing this. It's easy to, to 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 say, oh, we'll do I Love Lucy. Oh, we'll do, you know, Who's the Boss? Oh, we'll do, you know, Head of the Class. The ones that everyone remembers. And then just going off on a little tangent and, and seeing, oh, there was this show called Quark that lasted eight episodes that was totally based on Star Wars. Yeah. And weird and, and you know, has Richard Benjamin and being able to find to like, uncover those episodes, like, uh, like archeologists. That's what I and love. I would do, I, love doing that. I would do stupid shit like that. Every, every episode, I don't know <laughs> who else would, uh, I do still think that we can talk about this under hopes for 2024, but if we ever had a reason to do exclusive Patreon content, I do think doing like every episode of Bob, or every episode of I'm Dickens, He's Fenster would be fun. <laughs> I would love to do I'm Dickens, He's Fenster. We had such a great time with I'm Dickens, He's Fenster. Great. We did that last year, though. That was last uh, year. Oh, that might have been like two it? years ago. It was a while yeah. ago. Might have been pre-pandemic, even. I just saw Marty Ingalls on something recently. It might have been like Laugh-In or something. Oh, also, I do think that um, Laugh-In invented TikTok. Laugh-In invented TikTok? When was the last time you watched a Laugh-In episode? I have never seen a laugh in episode. Oh, boy. No, I mean, I'll watch it. I watched the Christmas episode this year, and there are probably in an hour long episode, there are probably 75 sketches <laughs> like and it, it is just chucking one liners, ad libs, like weird, weird slogans that meant something back then. Maybe it's wild. We should do a laugh in episode at some point. Okay, um, we'll pretend it's a sitcom. <laughs> yeah, well, I, you know, we can do whatever. As long as it was uh, before 2000. Um, now I think we might both have the same answer for this one. Uh, the, the worst w- classic TV episode of 2023. Uh, that was- should we say it at the same time? <laughs> one, two, two three. three. Life, Life with, with Luigi. A Luigi. <laughs> Life with Luigi was... Uh, Our Vietnam... <laughs> It was a black mark on our on our report card. It was it was uh, something we had we we had to do. And I'm like archaeology. I'm glad we uncovered it. Oh yeah, but also it made me feel really bad do- watching it, doing the doing the podcast, talking about it, resurrecting it, bringing it back to public consciousness. Yeah, it was a weird show. Very weird show. But it, it was it was an instance of that like radio to TV transition that so many shows made 
And some of them, like I Love Lucy, survived. Right. Some of them, like Life with Luigi, people were like, ugh. And as we found out, like, uh, people were very angry about, is he Irish? About yeah, he an was Irish, Irish man, an Irish man playing an Italian American or an Italian who moved to America. Yeah. Uh, people were angry about that in the 1950s. So take your woke cancel culture complaint nonsense <laughs> and put it on a boat, send it out to sea and just blow it up. Cause it was, it was received the same way then as that would be received now. Yeah. So, uh, um, and then they, they did recast him with an Italian actor. Um, and it didn't, and do, it, just, it didn't do it, so well. It, it was a bad, it was a bad, uh, everything. Um, so I'm, I'm glad that we both agreed on that. I'm glad that we watched it just to be like, you know, the same way that you, you, you have to, you have to kind of watch something or understand something bad to know that it's bad. Yeah. You have to, you have to like, kind of like dip your toe and, and be like, Oh no, this is ooh, hot soup. Don't like this. Maybe I should have like put in a stipulation of like, okay, besides that one, I'm going to, uh, I mean, Webster, Webster was, Webster was weird. The Webster episode was on because it was like adults just being absolutely convinced that these two like 11 year olds were definitely going to have sex at a sleepover. I didn't like it. It's built around that. Yeah, I didn't like it because I just don't like Webster. Well, also that. I, I think that that George Papadopoulos and Ma'am are not compelling leads, despite what they told us <laughs> in their sitcom that they wrote and produced. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. think Life with Luigi is, is. I don't know. I'm trying to think of anyone that that really kind of let me down. Um, we watched a weird episode of Roseanne. We could have gotten a better one because uh, yeah. it was like. It was a weird, it was very disjointed because it was like opens with a good Halloween gag and then it goes into the ventriloquist thing. There's a lot. Warzane is a, structurally a very bizarre show. I think that it like it, I, it was hard to follow. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't much care for it. I'm looking now I'm looking back and seeing all the episodes that we did um, from the, from this year. Uh, I thought the O Madeline episode w- could have been better. I thought it was pretty good. Oh yeah, for uh, for an uh, for a gem of a for a show that didn't last long. We did a lot of really good ones. I gotta mm-hmm. say, like Quark was good. Uh, Night Court was good. Just Shoot Me was good. Phil Silver's show was great. Dobie Gillis, fantastic. Doris Day show, despite. Having just these long segments Despite of her walking being down mostly, the runway, mostly a mostly a fashion show. I I enjoyed that one. Webster was pretty bad. Uh, Monty, I bizarre, bizarre. Um, Casting Henry Winkler as an unlikable person, very weird choice. <laughs> um, yeah, and even even Ozzy and Harriet has has its charm for a 1950s sitcom. Ozzy and Harriet might be the second best. Yeah. Because it's like, I love Lucy, then Ozzy and Harriet, and then all the ones where dad is always right. Or dad is always wrong, like uh, Life of Riley. I will always yeah. go back to William Bendix and Life yeah. of Riley. Life of and, Riley. And we can close it out, uh, this part, this portion. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Of the, of the podcast with best performance of 2023. I will give this... Um, I'm trying to get, like... Really, fix like yourself. I, 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 need, I need to like ugh, just hike my boobs up. Ugh. I'm wearing my big boobs right now. Today's a big um, boob day. Yeah, just because it's you know, like I'm I'm just trying to get because I want to give this to my 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 drag forefathers because I don't think I was actually in drag when we talked about the episodes. But <laughs> must see must her, must performance of uh, 2023. T.C. Jones. And Alfred Hitchcock presents and Charles Ludlum in O Madeline, two female impersonators who paved the way in times that were, I mean, I would say less open than now, but now's pretty scary. So now's <laughs> pretty uh, scary. Good, good on them. Good on them for putting on women's clothes on television in front of everyone to see. <laughs> And didn't and and that wasn't necessarily the whole gag like it would be with like Monty Python. No, yeah. Or like, Benny Hill. Benny Hill. Yeah, like they were both really good performances. I mean, well, I mean, the Alfred Hitchcock one plays onto the whole like she's actually a man. Ah! Oh no. Like right. terror, which is like oh, problematic, very bad. But it was still like a you know, it was an interesting episode that uh people still talk about. That was so, you know, good for TC for getting that. TC did a great TC did a great job with that. Yeah, and I really like Charles Ludlum. But considering that, like TC Jones did not do a lot of TV. Yeah, in general, he was a stage actor. He had Broadway shows. He did a lot of he did a lot of work. Yeah, like I mostly perform my home office. He mostly perform on the stage. It's the same thing. (laughs) And And Charles uh, Ludlum as a a romance novelist. It was uh, in a feud with. Madeline's husband, who she had to pose for because he was embarrassed to admit he was a romance novelist. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I Maybe there's a better episode of Ma- Oh, Madeline. I don't know. I still laughed at that. There was a it lot still to got la- some got some gags out of me. I don't know. Maybe I just didn't get the premise of the of the whole Oh, Madeline show. Oh, no. Yeah, it, it's basically Madeline Khan is a, it's basically the Olive Lucy premise. But I mean, yeah. Very weird. Uh, uh, who is your best performance of 2023? It should not. It should. It should not be any surprise. It is, of course, John Saxon from Streets of San Francisco because it's John Saxon. There is no time where you don't want to be watching John Saxon <laughs> on TV. <laughs> who died someone, in my hometown, as we discovered? Someone now is probably watching a TV show or movie somewhere in the world with John Saxon in it, with his like. 
rock hard skull face. Skull face. But Ooh. like but still sexy. Would still hit it. Oh, and sexy good. hands. He, he started out as a hand model and now he's well, like, and, and that episode was about coin collecting. A, it, it was, was a bisexual yes. coin collecting like criminal. <laughs> with that Michael Douglas and Carl Malden. Carl Malden, but had to like track down in the yeah. state of San Francisco. But he was he was still John Saxoning all over San Francisco. He walked he walked into the into the the police station. And he's like, "Oh, I can totally help you with this case. I'm John Saxon." Everyone's like, "He's John Saxon. We have to trust him because he's John Saxon." <laughs> and then like his everyone else trusted him because they're like, "Oh, we can't. John Saxon can't be a bad guy." Spoiler: He's usually the bad guy. Always. He's rarely not the bad guy. Enter yeah. the dragon. He wasn't the bad guy. But, right, yeah, that's what. Yeah. Oh, uh, John Saxon. So he was. He was. He was my number one choice. John Saxon. And, <laughs> even if so, even if we don't watch a John Saxon episode next year, he's probably still my answer. I love that the the, the our best performances came from uh, horror anthology, cop drama, <laughs> and a eight episode long sitcom run. So, but hey, you know what? We're spotlighting things that y'all probably haven't watched. Yeah. And hey, I'm not going to say that there there weren't other great performances. There were tons of great performances on yeah. sitcoms. I mean, sitcoms by, default, by default, we're getting nothing but good performances. I would I would say guess. I would say that David Crumholtz on Monty as the as the youngest son on Monty. Oh, yeah, he was very good. Yes. Great in that. Um, trying to think of the other stuff. Uh, L- Lucy's performance in the Isle of Lucy episode we watched, excellent. Always great. Fred Mertz's suit in the same Always episode, Always great, absolute oh. wonderful. Fred Mertz, uh, like William Frawley, not great in the episode. Great suit though. <laughs> Always great. I, <laughs> I, when I'm not dressed like this, I do dress a lot like Fred Mertz. So Fred Mertz, pants one or the other, to, baby, pants I, up to the nipples. Yeah. As soon as I discovered wearing high-waisted pants, my life became a lot better. I'm just saying. More, more like Mertz. That's, yeah. the, that's the slogan. More Mertz. More like Mertz. Now let's look ahead. Ooh. To our most anticipated uh, just whatevers of 2024, starting with the most anticipated TV show of 2024. Um, my two uh, very specific choices are X-Men 97, obviously the continuation of the 90s cartoon (laughs) that is coming to Disney Plus. Um, I'm very excited because it is going to be very cool to be able to see the X-Men cartoon do what it did in the 90s during a time when that's how cartoons are made. Meaning (laughs) X-Men, as far as I know, is the first serialized cartoon season. As in, like, every episode of season one is part of a 13-episode whole. Episodes flowed into each one with continuing storyline. I'm sure anime definitely did this, but in terms of, like... But, like, usually, if you got... G.I. Joe would do, like, a two-parter or a five-parter. Yeah, a five-parter. It wasn't every single episode, which caused a whole lot of animation problems because the, like... I can't remember. the The overseas animation companies... Like, if an episode fell behind, that was episode three. So whoopsie, yeah. even though four and five are finished, it was so it was a huge risk 
They only did it for season one. For season two, they did episodic. Uh, they did episodic uh, show ep- shows and had framing devices of Professor X and Magneto in the Savage Land. Oh, and so that is what connected every episode. But they mostly went episodic after that. But now all of these animated shows are serialized. That's how yeah. they do them now. So it's going to be super cool to see an X Men cartoon with like the muscle to actually do what they wanted to do thirty years ago. <laughs> Um, what's one of yours? I I had two, one that I had written down before and one that I'm just like, oh, duh. Why didn't I remember this? The one that I wrote down before was Max HBO Max is doing the Penguin series. Oh, yeah. And if you seriously, if you serve me up virtually anything, Batman, I'm going to be I'm going to be tuning in. How long did you watch Gotham? All every episode up until the end. I mean, I watched it every single week i was into it they filmed it uh they filmed the first uh some of the first episodes by my office and uh i could point out one of the alleys that was shot in our building (laughs) Uh um yeah i remember walking past like the cat like catwoman's trailer um it was pretty cool um but the other one that i I, i'd forgotten about was the new doctor who season with judy got yeah um, I got to, the, I saw the, the three specials with David Tennant. I saw the, the Christmas special, uh, with Judy, um, looking forward to the new season coming to BBC and Disney plus in May. They announced it. I want to say like three or four days ago. And Disney plus, uh, they just, uh, gobbling everything up. They need content. <laughs> Everybody needs content. Just, <laughs> I don't know. So I'm, I'm, I am looking forward to that. I really enjoyed um, what they did with the specials. I enjoyed the Christmas special a whole lot. Megan and I are going back and watching from the Christopher Eccleston seasons onward, yeah. uh, which which are, you know, they're they're quaint, they're fun. Um, the CGI is. Abysmal. I got to them farting them farting aliens, and I was like, I'm going to watch Friday Night Lights. That's like the third episode. <laughs> I made Aliens through, I think, is like fourth episode. I think I made it through like halfway through Tenants first season, and then I just I got distracted. Um, the other TV show that I am uh, excited for in 2024 is uh, RuPaul's Drag Race Global All Stars. Ooh, I'm not talking All Stars. I'm not talking UK versus the world. For some reason, we're not having a third <laughs> <laughs> All Star. But this is. Apparently hosted by RuPaul, I do believe. I mean, it's still a mystery, which is why I'm very excited about it. Yeah. But uh, if the rumored cast is uh, to be believed, it's going to be a lot of... It's basically one queen from every international franchise. So you got like... I mean, I'm assuming they all speak English. I have no idea. Because they got like Philippines, Sweden, Brazil, Mexico. Like it's America... It's, it's uh yeah it's gonna be uh wild um so there's, it's there's a couple of, unknowns the language yeah. is unknown how are they gonna do it you it's know? gonna and uh it's gonna be one of about uh 30 new seasons of drag race next year uh, anyway <laughs> most anticipated movie of 2024 this one was hard because i know that a lot of things that were supposed to come out are not coming out um so or i did like to... removed right like craven yeah like craven or stuff yeah it was it was it was so definitely craven's your choice um no, it wasn't Craven. I probably won't see Craven. 
and it's not Madam Web, and oh. it's not Venom Three, and it's but not her. Her mother was bitten or studying spiders. Or something. Uh, it's it's a whole thing. Um, no, I there were two that that looked interesting. I and I think the one that I definitely am saying yes, I want to see this is the sequel to Dune. Oh Dune, yeah, okay. Do more Dune. Um, too fast. That, I I enjoyed the first Dune. Dune uh, original flavor Dune. Um, more than I thought I would. Hmm. Um, so I'm interested to see how they kind of like progress the story. The other one I'm kind of interested in is Argyle. Oh God. Yes. Yeah. I did. Instagram served me just like the poster. And I was like, all these people from Matthew Vaughn. Yeah. Look at this cast. Um, so yeah, it's who is, a, who is the cast? Why was I excited about this again? It was uh, I mean, Henry Cavill's the big one. Uh, Sam Rockwell's uh, in it. Uh, Catherine it Jason O'Hara. Statham? Catherine O'Hara. Yeah. Um. Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard. But it's like a murder Lisa. mystery. It looks very knives outy, which is very much my jam. I think that it, from what I gather, it's it's a a crime writer. It writes books about this fictional character. And then she discovers that everything that she's been writing has been coming true in the real world. And there is a spy. There is a spy organization, this criminal organization. I think it's criminal mm-hmm. spies. And they want her to keep writing these books so they can keep doing what they're doing. Something like that. That's that's what I got from the trailer. Perfect. I'll see it at the Alamo. Hopefully the Alamo has it uh, in Yonkers. But um, what... I would say, what movie did you like most in 2023 before we go oh, into your 2024 movie? Gardens of the Galaxy 3. I mean, I uh-huh. also didn't see many movies, but like uh, the amount that I cried and the amount that that movie uh, reached into my uh, soul and <laughs> made me uh, <laughs> spit up feelings everywhere. Made you weep. No contest. I would say mine was probably Barbie. Yeah, I don't like Barbie too. And I liked Oppenheimer. Those might be... Those in the Marvels might be the only movies I saw in the theater this year. It was, did, you, it was, did you see Disturbance in the Force? Yes. It was the, fun. The, yeah, the, the documentary. Holiday about special. The, yeah, the Star Wars holiday special. Um, yeah, I thought that was pretty good. But anyway. Uh, my most anticipated movie of 2024, which again, I did not look at what's coming out. I just went off and just got is, I mean, Deadpool 3 only because I, I don't give a fuck about Deadpool. I give a fuck <laughs> about the X-Men. And Marvel Studios doing the X-Men and Hugh Jackman finally, after 20 years, wearing a Wolverine costume. (laughs) I'm very excited to see him wear the mask. And then all of the like set photo leaks look insane. I've stopped looking at them. I've stopped looking at the set photo leaks. I don't absolutely nuts. All the stuff that is in there is like this is preposterous, and I am very excited to see what happens. Surprise me. Should, I, I don't. I, I don't want. I don't want the spoilers anymore. You could have Peter Sellers and Orson Welles and Bobby Driscoll in there, and I. I just want to see the film when it comes out. Mm-hmm. It's the only Marvel film that's non-Spider-Man coming out next year. So that's God. yeah. They got a couple of series coming out, but a, a lot of their series moved to 2025 as well. Like I think Ironheart got moved, <laughs> which was supposed to come out this year. Mm-hmm. A yeah. lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. Uh, whatever. Um, what's okay? What's your most anticipated book of 2024? Mine. <laughs> Make your book I don't a reality. Read. Make it happen. 
uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know what's coming out because I don't read. I buy books, but then I don't read them. Uh, but I do need to work on mine because every time that I start researching, uh, I always discover something like super fun. I, uh, the one day of research I've done during, uh, mental health leave, I found a quote from a soldier that did drag in World War II, and this is the army. And then I, uh, went on Ancestry found his closest living relative and then i got to interview them and like you know just i i love that like stuff like that happens um and i love feeling like a little sleuth uh doing uh you know ancestry uh sleuthing and whatnot so you posted that picture of burl ives in drag on -hmm. your instagram which i was just like that's burl ives yeah (laughs) yeah he did it that was part of his world war ii service um What's your most anticipated book? See, I have to be a nerd about it. Because, like, in in addition to being an advertising writer, in addition to being a pop culture podcaster, in addition to being a comic book collector, I'm also a graduate student. I'm multiple graduate students. I'm a graduate student in theology at St. John's University. And I've been really getting into a lot of that, that reading. Um religious studies kind of stuff the the non-canonical things yeah the weird stuff that didn't make the bible or stuff that was written like a 500 years later that people tried to pass off as like it was really from the bible and it was just left out and there's a book coming out um by tom de bruin called fan fiction and early christian writings which looks at these books that weren't they were non-canonical not really scripture and looks at them and it's like, look, this is the same thing that people are doing with Harry Potter and Supernatural. This is, you know, self-insert character. I'm Jesus's new best friend. Um, <laughs> that kind of stuff. So the the plus side is it's coming out next year. The downside is it's really expensive. E. So my strategy is this year I went to the Society for Biblical Literature Conference in San Antonio, had a blast, sat in tons of panels that talked about the very thing that I'm that i excited about, fan fiction. Um, there, there, were, there was a fantastic pre- presentation by Acacia Chan about fan fiction in a gospel that I'd never heard of before. And she goes through, what is fan fiction? Where did it start? Like that kind of stuff. And I'm just like, oh my God, it's so great. She, she's the one to turn me on to this book. So the thing that happens at the, at this, these conventions is all the big academic publishers have booths just like Comic Con. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then they, they offer all of their books at like a 30 to 50% discount. And, and not only do they offer the books at that discount at the event, but if you go to their website afterwards and you were attended this conference, you have all the the passwords and everything and the the codes to get these after the convention. So that's what I'm going to, that's my, that's my goal. Yeah. Yeah. Cheaper (laughs) books, cheaper books, make academia accessible to everybody. I just totally nerded out on a, on a book that (laughs) I haven't read about something that probably interests a fraction of you listening, but thank you for, thank you for (laughs) hearing the old mad scholar. Well, and then on the same token, most anticipated comic, of 2024, which I got to I got to read 2023s, all of them. 
Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, the return of the X-Men, I'm very much excited for. Yeah. Uh, if you don't, if you don't know, uh, yeah, uh, the, uh, the X-Men have been uh, members of a sex slash death cult on <laughs> a living Island for the past three and a half years. And, in and the, the notoriously, dysfunctional x-men who can't agree on anything somehow we're like well we all totally agree with professor x uh without our consent saving backups of all of our brains and memories on a hard drive uh and, and oh and he's been doing this forever <laughs> and we you also and I- all agree with uh with uh, murdering children in a gladiatorial combat we're all fine with this for some fucking reason you and i disagree on this because i've enjoyed those books Fuck more than i enjoyed them. the x-men prior to this well i mean and the x-men books have been bad for i mean not bad but just they were the samey samey for uh, 15 years uh, yeah they were then they made them to the inhumans and i lost interest um <laughs> and, like, yeah just all, all all the characterizations all seemed completely bizarre which to me is missing right storytelling thing of like maybe storm wouldn't be cool with any of this and therefore isn't it an interesting storyline to have like storm being like i do not want a part of your weird murder uh death cult um (laughs) i will be over here like no for some reason literally every single mutant on earth agreed all of them yeah i would not want to live on Krakoa just because everything is made out of plants for some fucking reason. I don't <laughs> want my plates to be made out of plants. <laughs> I don't want my house to be made out of plants. I don't like plants. I'm allergic to a lot of plants. I want everything to be made of plants. That means that that we're not uh, destroying the environment making yeah. plastics. Bricks made out of plants? Great! Make so them I'm out like, of plants! You know, it was just a... <laughs> for the X-Men, it strained my credibility or my belief. So I'm looking forward to seeing uh, what uh, happens under a new editorial team. Yeah, t- uh, Tom Brevoort is is he the yeah. one? Yeah, he's coming out on longtime Avengers, then longtime Fantastic Four, now yeah. X-Men. Um, for me, usually, you know, you ask me nine times out of ten, I'm going to say something DC. And I'm looking to everything forward to everything that's coming out from DC, like love it. Um, but the return of the ultimate universe and in Marvel, I'm what looking forward to that. What's They're just relaunching on? it. They did a they did a with bridge all the continuity. Series. No, with not oh. the continuity. They're doing they're 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 starting from scratch. Thank Christ. Um Peter Parker is back, married to Mary Jane, has a kid. Uh Wait, we're so navigating it's... We're Wait, navigating so that. It's a new universe that has a lot of continuity that we haven't seen. I don't know. Oh, God. It hasn't okay. launched yet. You know, so, it's fun. I'll read them digitally. <laughs> three months after they're they've announced they've announced Spider-Man, Black Panther, X-Men. Uh, a fourth one. I, I don't know. Um, they've announced those three at least. Um, my memory, not so good. It late in year. <laughs> Um, and uh, lastly, let's look forward to the podcast in 2024. Um, is there a classic TV show that you most want to cover in 2024? There are a lot of those little niche shows that have been like, oh, wouldn't it be great? But the one that we've talked about so many times, because it touches on so much stuff that we haven't done, is Make Room for Daddy. Oh, yeah. And I always say the same thing, that I remember watching it as a kid and not finding it funny. <laughs> but it's this it's the show that launched 
Andy Griffith show. It's the show that launched um that girl. It's it's the it's the Danny Thomas yeah. living life lodge with his family. So I don't know. Um I I'm I'm interested in doing one of those episodes. Doesn't have to be part of a theme month or, or anything like that. It's just going back to a show that I I know that I've maligned on our podcast a couple times and just want to give it a fair shake. Well, uh, my answer this year, it's the same as my answer last year. Oh, I we just didn't forgot. I just forgot. Hogan's Heroes, baby. Oh, Hogan's Heroes. I just keep for, I held up the DVD box set, which I got a year ago and I have watched half of season one. There's a New Year's resolution for you. Actually, watch the things that I get. We can talk about the movie Autofocus that talks about his murder. Yeah, man. Yeah, Hogan's Heroes is just a Pandora's box. The show itself. (laughs) Set during World War II, where Nazis are basically the... It's a prison camp show. Yeah, you know. Richard Dawkins. Not Richard Richard Dawson. Richard Dawson. I mean, hot men. I mean, Bob Crane, one of the sexiest men in all of television history. Richard Dawson, part of my gay awakening. Uh, absolutely. Um, love, I bet if you look that. online, you can probably find pictures of Bob Crane's penis. Oh, I don't know. Oh, boy. I mean, I've seen it. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, he... He when he, he was doing porn, whole, I mean, <laughs> no, yeah, when, he, he, when he was unconsensual, doing whole, like, uh, exactly when he was having like having sex with everyone who would say yes, he took pictures and videos, and he has it's all around, it's all online. Oof. I'm not going to look it up right now because this is my work. It's Instagram content. <laughs> uh, other podcast. Oh, I know. Oh, no, podcast resolutions. What's your podcast resolution, Barb? I mean, we could do more episodes. Three a month. I'm not making any Ooh. promises. We but... we hit we hit two per month. And I thought that I think that's pretty good. But we can <laughs> we can try for more. My, my I mean mine is I'd like to try to get the episodes a little shorter. Oh wow. I could go for longer. I mean, we can both go for longer, but <laughs> I know that when when if you're if you're looking through podcasts and you see one that's as long as some of these podcasts go that we do, it's a little I challenging. Mean, I understand. There's a that Cerebro X Men podcast where they release like seven hour episodes Ooh. about like destiny. It's like we have so and so on to talk about Sage for eight hours. <laughs> I mean, I haven't listened to it. I love the X Men. That's too much. The ones that the podcasts that I do listen to, I will listen to. Um, Retro WDW, which is a, a, a Disney history podcast that does once a, year, a month and it's about two hours. Okay. And then that, that works for me. Apocrypals, which is a religious podcast, a uh, biblical studies podcast. Very funny. Um, they get about they're They do about what we do, which is about an hour, 20 hour and a half. But a lot of the other ones I listen to are, are a little bit shorter and I don't know. I, let us know if if the length of our episodes has been a barrier to you. Let no, us know well, in the comments. I think if we move must have now TV to a YouTube exclusive, that ah uh, takes out like you know five ten minutes. That's or a Patreon exclusive. Yeah, well, yeah, which is Patreon. another resolution. If anyone would ever, pay, if anyone would be up for paying for anything, 
Uh, and I'm just saying, if people paid for things, I would hire an editor, and we would absolutely have edited episodes again. <laughs> yeah, I think that's that would be good. So that would be an interesting goal. Let's get a, a maybe we get a Patreon off the ground. We've talked about it, not on the show, but we've we've definitely talked about it, and that the money goes towards an editor to trim out some of the us and yeah, ums, yeah. add a theme song, yeah, and 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 tr- trim our work down a little bit because that would be. Uh, nice. That'd be nice. Yeah. Um, and I guess, uh, personal resolutions. I want to be more present in my life. And it's a real thing. It's just, be, oh, yeah. Be present in my relationships, be present in my work, be present with my family. Um, and not just keep drifting off and saying i'm going to read for a while or i'm going to curl up and just ignore life for a while that's one thing that i want to do for this year that's a personal resolution is be more present but uh yours might differ oh my god no i wish i had actually uh, so my husband got me this dolly parton behind the seams which <laughs> is the history of all of her um wardrobe it's like okay just her like style and stuff oh god oh and i can't flip pages in a uh because there is a there was a quote in here that i looked at on christmas morning when i was flipping through it and it um almost made me just start uh crying (laughs) just uh out of nowhere which said would have been like why are you uh crying on the couch looking at a dolly parton book um and uh, that should be an understandable cry though yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I am a gay man dressed as a woman, so obviously I uh, cry about Dolly Parton. Um, but God damn it, it's a perfect quote, and it's in big bold, so if I could just... You're looking through it right now. If I can just find that big through, quote. Because uh, it, it's been ringing in my head along with... And I'm also wearing nails, which makes flipping very hard. I did not think uh, ahead. You know what? It's fine. Okay, here it is. Oh. Uh, so, oh, God. <clears throat> so, as as Dolly says, uh, when I turned 40, it was like a switch clicked on. I'd always known what I wanted, but now I knew what to do to get it. Ooh. So, I turned 40 this year. You and, turned 40 this year. And I think that I will turn July. Uh, I think that a lot of... The confidence in that quote of like, I've always known what I wanted, but now I know how to get it is like trusting my instincts. A lot Mm. of the time I know exactly what I want to do, but I second guess myself thinking like, well, well, how I think I need to do that probably isn't the way I need to like, well, you know, a lot of second guessing, no trust. And I think I need to tell myself, no, I know what I need to do in order to get it like send the emails ask for help um take a leap i mean i i'm look at me i also (laughs) i've done a lot i've done a lot of learning and growing uh in drag so i would like to just you know keep keep uh keep doing that and also um giving my myself permission to be happy is also a yeah fun fun hard thing uh, give yourself a little bit of grace 
I think yeah. that's something that's very lacking in just a lot of our lives is that we don't give ourselves enough grace to make mistakes, to to breathe. Definitely our work relationships don't give us enough grace to make mistakes and and be ourselves and breathe. Um so when you have that opportunity, I rec- I just recommend that to everybody is let yourself make mistakes, let yourself breathe, give yourself a little bit of extra space when you need it. And that's that's something I'm going to try to do this in 2024 and hopefully beyond is to kind of give myself mm-hmm. that the grace is just the best words, the word my therapist used. And it's just like, yeah, all too often we don't give ourselves that space. Everything has to be right. Everything has to be perfect. We have to be performing all the time at our best. And just we don't give ourselves enough chance to be like, fuck it. I, yeah. I, I'm allowed to mess up every now and then. I deserve to be happy. I don't need to be hard on myself. Everything is fine. I don't need to be freaking out. Uh, etc. So <laughs> fuck you, 2023. <laughs> yeah, let's let's get this in the rear view. Yeah. We're recording this on the twenty on the 30th of December, and tomorrow is gonna be the last day of 2023. Let's wash our hands of it, say goodbye, sayonara, see you later. Arrivederci. And then we start over. Yeah. Yeah. I got a haircut. I'm going to get a haircut. How about that? Oh, I need one of those too. Um, I need one of those badly. Oh, where can people find you if they want to congratulate you on another year? Don't look for me on blue sky. I stopped using that. I'm just on Instagram. Ethan K 55 at Instagram or whatever. It is Instagram. How about you? Barb. Uh, uh, I am still using Blue Sky almost exclusively um, because, well, well, yeah. And Instagram. No, yeah, yeah, but just, I don't, I'm, I'm not, I, I look at Twitter every now and then, but I maybe tweeted like twice in the past month. I, I uh, have bad associations. I don't need that. So Blue Sky is where I'm doing some stuff, but mostly uh, Instagram, uh, follow me at Brett White, follow me in, in Dragon at Barb Hardly. Please. <laughs> and Please. also subscribe to Barb's YouTube channel where I'm just posting all sorts of random stuff. And hey, I got a green screen. So I put myself on the Starship Enterprise and in Heart Mansion yesterday. So you can see that video. <laughs> I saw uh, that. <laughs> um, uh, and and uh, we encourage everyone to have a great 2024, a great end of 2023 and reach out to us. Email uh, TV at gmail.com and yeah. yeah, let us know what you want us to watch because you know we'll do it yeah we've done it we've done it before yeah. um, if it's stupid we'll do it sorry <laughs> <Just> <laughs> and even if it's a little yeah. niche like tv oh, show you're we like, go niche <laughs> yeah quark lasted quark. like eight episodes yeah monty lasted less than that my my podcast resolution do tv shows that lasted less episodes than quark and monty Oh, two, three. Let's forgotten, go you know, barely a pilot. Kind yeah. Oh, you're going to hate this podcast. Generation people. X, <laughs> 1994 pilot. Do that. That was a special. Uh, it was. Well, it was original. Well, yeah, it was a special that they tried to make backdoor pilot. Despite my dreams never happened. Um. Anyway. Well, we love all y'all. Bye. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Thanks to ACAST for hosting. Thanks, everything. I'm still missing a nail. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. 
That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.